1: Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back, Behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined back by the one and only Miss Landon Clements. How are you? Hello! (laughs) What's going on?
0: Oh, you know,
1: just hanging out in Cali, trying to figure
0: out what's going on with all this corona. We're supposed to go back on lockdown, but... I don't know.
1: It's, it's one day at
0: a time, David.
1: <laughs> it's like when I first, the last time you we were on this show, it's like we just headed into lockdown, and yeah, now we're kind of back there.
0: I know. It's crazy. That was sort of like uh, late March, maybe early April. I can't quite remember, but that was just the beginning. We were like, oh, this is nothing. This is nothing. Here we are. I mean...
1: Remember that? I, I was just... I was in Orange County, like... Two weekends ago, I think. Mm-hmm. So I was in California. I mean, but like I haven't been traveling like the whole year. Like Yeah, been... me neither. I
0: just went to Charleston um, in October. And that was the first time I had been there since February, which is for me like the longest I've ever been away from home. I'm such an in-person person.
1: <laughs> me too. Like listen, I would I would like to be doing this in person. Let's yeah, just put it for that
0: sure. way. We'd have a lot more fun and maybe some champagne. Uh. <laughs>
1: That sounds so it's only, nice it's
0: for me, but that never stopped me before. Well, I'm
1: like a martini person, so I like vodka.
0: Yes, that is good too. Have you ever had a French 75?
1: Yes, that's I have.
0: my favorite. It's champagne and vodka.
1: <laughs> There's something good about it because I don't really like mixing vodka with like a juice, but like with champagne, it's okay.
0: And obviously, you're in Paris, so you can just do whatever.
1: <laughs> it kind of cuts it, you know.
0: It also like really lowers my stress and anxiety levels, which is great.
1: <laughs> right. because But speaking of real estate, so what is going on? I mean, like, is it still busy?
0: I've been really busy, but mostly busy getting people out of LA. So a lot of people are wanting wow. to move to like Park City, to Aspen, to up to Napa Valley, um, just getting away from the city. So I just, you know spending a lot of time on the phones. And luckily those are uh, all markets I'm really familiar with. I used to live in Aspen and my grandfather was from Utah. So, um, spent a lot of time out there. And so it's been, you know, uh, interesting, but with England Volkers, we have shops like all over the world. So it's been really nice, like reaching out to agents and getting referrals and stuff like that, just trying to keep everybody happy and moving around. And, um, You know, in L.A., a lot of the schools are locked down. But in Park City, like, you could go to school. So a lot of my friends with kids were like, get us out of (laughs) here. And so I've been kind of
1: dealing
0: with all of that.
1: And they're leaving, like, with no sense of coming back?
0: No, most of them are keeping their houses here in L.A. for the moment. And just kind of seeing what happened. But for the school year, they definitely wanted to get out and get somewhere where their kids could be kids. I mean, I can't even imagine... trying to zoom quote school and all of that i just i I don't think anybody's really learning anything or being productive in any way
1: (laughs) new york is the same way like people are keeping their apartments probably coming back but like for now leaving
0: yeah and i had a, a few people call me from new york actually friends of friends and stuff that wanted to come out here and get you know montecito or santa barbara and it's just you know, everybody's just doing the best they can and you just, you don't know what's going to happen next. And sorry. It's still beeping. I don't know what it's to do. It's so
1: weird. Well, when I was just at Orange County, all my friends there were like, we want you to come and just move here yeah. for like six months. And I was like, I don't know. You figured something out.
0: Um. Yeah. If you, if you need a place down there for six months, I can definitely help you find something. <laughs> I
1: was like, it's like, I'm like conflicted. It's like part of me wants to, and part of me is just like, I don't know if the whole. I'm still thinking the whole world is going to be locked down again.
0: <sighs> I am. Um, and then I, mean, I don't
1: know why. Then, if in a weird way, it makes sense to stay in New York because we still have delivery in the middle of the night, and it still is some that's level of convenience
0: cool to getting things and food and yeah. I- I just, you know, part of me wants to, like, buy into all the conspiracies and be like, it's all fake. They're just, like, trying to control us. But, you know, my sister actually got um, COVID, and she said it was bad for, like, three to five days, and then um, it wasn't that bad. But, you know, I mean, she's young and fit. And But the other thing is is she tested positive for three weeks, so it, it's still there. I mean, it is definitely real, but...
1: I, I, I actually I had it, it too. To
0: yeah, you did.
1: Yeah. And like, it was weird. Like, same thing. I never really had it bad. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. Like, my throat hurt a little bit. didn't lose taste. But it was like you were, I was fine. But then there were certain days, like, afterwards where I was like, I'm just so physically exhausted. Like, it yeah. was the strangest yeah. thing. Yeah. So but I was never biting, sick. Biting. <laughs> That's what it is. Like I was never sick. Like my throat hurt a little bit. Like I I did have the bad headaches. But then like two weeks later, after the quarantine period, I had days where I'm like, I feel like I could just drop to the floor and sleep for like six weeks. It was the weirdest feeling.
0: Well, I'm glad you're doing better. (laughs)
1: Yeah, but I'm fine and everything is. So you mentioned Salt Lake. Just curious, uh, do do you like? Do you know any of the Salt Lake Housewives? Like, I
0: don't. And the whole time I was there, I was in Park City in July, um, looking at property and doing stuff out there, and everyone kept asking me, and I was like, "We don't all know each other (laughs) always." And um, but I'm definitely interested in seeing that, and I, I don't know how they're gonna if they're. I think they're touching on like the Mormonism and being, you know, uh, what is it, polyamorous? I can never say that word right. Yeah. Having, I I just, I think it's interesting. I think people will be interested in the same reason they were interested in watching Charleston, because it's like this little like cosmosphere of, you know, like this culture that you've never really seen you know, behind the gates, so to speak. So, you totally. know, I, um, actually my grandfather, my mom's dad, he grew up Mormon, but then he joined the Air Force and then was in World War II and all of that and never really went back to Utah. Um, so he wasn't really practicing. So I didn't grow up like knowing much about um, the Mormon faith or, you know, all of that. Because open of the,
1: marriages the, or yeah, polygamers.
0: Well, I don't think that, I think open marriages is not a thing. You have to actually be part of the the unit so they're not okay
1: fingers like <laughs> right right
0: but they are you know and I, you know it's just I think it's it's very interesting um I've always kind of had a fascination with like cults <laughs> and I, I don't think that they would like to be called a cult but you know I, I just I love all of that stuff because you could see how easily it would be to like sure I want to like live in this house with all my friends and like have a garden and whatever like it appeals to me on a lot of levels but then I'm like oh but you can never leave this house so
1: right like but it, yeah it kind of sounds you know, fun right I
0: always wanted a compound with like all my friends
1: and like then you're never alone and I listen there's
0: always if, wanting to hang out
1: and if these friends are you know you're not in the mood you just go over here to these other friends it kind of <laughs> makes sense to me Right until the part of like, wait, you can never leave this establishment ever.
0: Right. So, Uh,
1: and honestly, that's such a New York question of mine. Like, just to assume that you know all the Salt Lake City housewives just because (laughs) this is New York, and I'm just picture. I mean, I've I've been in Salt Lake City before. It's pretty. But I'm just assuming everywhere in the world is very small and everyone knows everyone, which is very obnoxious. For
0: me, I feel like everyone in New York knows everyone because I, you know, growing up, we spent a lot of time up there. My mom, before she had, you know, was doomed with children, as she always says. <laughs> she lived in New York and loved it. And, you know, so many of my friends all like went to the same schools up there. And I feel like New York is really a small town if you're in this little
1: it is group it is <laughs> like
0: poor Ivanka just got destroyed by her friends from school I don't know if you saw that Vanity Fair article but
1: no know, tell me your about it
0: close and your enemies closer what
1: did they say Vanity Fair is just like let's go reach out to Ivanka's high school or college Yeah,
0: I guess this was a girl who I don't know if she was it Cho- or which school she was at with her but I mean she was like a bridesmaid in her wedding and basically just wrote this like tell-all saying what a horrible person she is and it was just I don't know it's like are you doing that to up your spotlight or do you really have these convictions that she is a horrible person and and then she brought up all the like waspiness like I'm tired of being a good wasp and staying quiet and I mean I related to a lot of things in that article but at the same time I just would never like I all my childhood friends is like that's such a precious relationship to me and like of course some of them we've grown apart and have different points of view and whatever but I would never go to the press and be like you know but I get it she's the president's daughter and you have to just, you're going to get nailed from all angles.
1: (laughs) I always feel, I mean, I just, again, It's maybe it's because I'm from New York and I'm just a cynical, I have a cynical view of the world. I'm very happy, love my life. I just have a cynical view of the world that people do things for their own reasons, for their own betterment. That's just my opinion.
0: Well, you know, I mean, (laughs) to bring it back to Southern Charm, look at what Catherine tried to do to Cameron. And, you know, it's just what what motivates that i just can't connect or understand or i just i'm like i'm still so like defensive i see stuff on social media people like saying mean things about chef or craig or whatever and i get so defensive i'm like you don't even know them and i don't know it, oh we're it,
1: gonna talk about southern charm but gets to me <laughs> so you like never had any high school friends like after you were on the show come out and say anything about you or anything like that like i went to high school with her you way back know.
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. no I haven't I've been you know pretty lucky and I when I was actually in high school though like freshman and sophomore year the older girls like rolled my house or stuff like that because I you know was like dating some boy that they liked or something silly and petty like that but even then I think they like apologized to my mom because they like destroyed the front yard or you know it just was never um that malicious. And then once someone did see your feelings were actually hurt, there was like an immediate apologies, you know, it wasn't, I didn't grow up in this like cutthroat, tough world, you know, and I would never purposely like set out to try to destroy someone.
1: (laughs) Charleston just does seem like so nice. Like.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a real lovely community and it's been really sweet seeing everyone come together and, you know, I mean, so many, when I was there King Street, like a lot of the shops are very mom and pop. We don't have like a lot of huge, like we don't even have a big department store, like a Neiman's or a Saks or, you know, rest in peace Barney's.
1: <laughs> but, oh my don't even get me started. I have <laughs> I am mourning. There's a Barney's in New York. There was the, the one downtown in Chelsea was three blocks yeah. from my house and it I was like
0: it's beautiful or was, or I don't know. Is it all boarded up and done?
1: It's all boarded up and done. And yeah. Fred's is one of the best places to go have brunch. Like I'm just like, yeah. I am in denial over Barney's. So,
0: well, you know, it's just a, another casualty of all of this craziness. But also, I think they didn't. Uh, I mean, retail was was already dying. They have had a decade to diversify their real estate holdings, and they didn't really do that. So totally you can expect. You you do it. Some sometimes have to reinvent the wheel.
1: (laughs) It's yeah. I mean, it's strange. Mm. So you so you watch the current season of Southern Charm?
0: Yeah, yeah. I've been been watching for sure. I think it's I think it's really it's. Great and exciting, and you know I've known Leva for a really long time, and I think it's awesome. You know we always wanted her to be on the show and be more involved. We've filmed at her location since the beginning, and Lamar is so awesome, her husband, and um, I haven't met their little baby yet, but he's just so cute. Um,
1: he's like okay. Do you know that there's literally articles written about him?
0: No, <laughs>
1: about how Lamar Jr. is like a scene is is a scene stealer. He is really cute, and I. <laughs> I'm not a children person, but he's so cute. <laughs>
0: he is really cute. and um, But yeah, man, she's got her hands full. And I just think it's really nice that they are, you know, forget about the diversity stuff, which is obviously amazing, but I just am really glad to see them show, like, women working. And, like, she is really, like, hustling it every day. And she's able to, like, have her husband and her baby and her mom and sisters. And, like, that's... I always wanted to be like portrayed more that way, but for whatever reason they didn't want to show the dynamic of me working and it worked better that I was just like waiting around for a husband, which was so not the case. <laughs>
1: were you like so you really thought, like, were you were you shocked like when that was your edit at first, making you look kind of like a I really want a husband and this is my purpose here?
0: I mean, I wasn't, it was more kind of just like. I mean, I hate to say like hurt my feelings, but I was like, gosh, do they really just think that I'm just like some dumb girl and not like don't have any direction or thing? I mean, I was going through a really hard time at that stage. I just gotten divorced, just moved home. I was already feeling very t- defeated. And the fact that like they made the storyline that the only thing that would make me whole again is to get remarried. And, you know, I've been divorced for six or seven years, still like no intentions to get married again. And it's just, I think that there is, a lot of life to be lived. I mean, I have a boyfriend now. We're super happy, but I'm not, like, trying to, like, race to the altar or get, you know, I want to just continue...
1: It's that time of year again, my favorite time of year. Holiday shopping season is back, and normally that means one thing, drawing a blank on what to buy for the men in my life, but not this year. This year, I've got it all figured out, and you can too. Head on over to DukeCannon.com. That's right, DukeCannon.com. They have holiday-themed grooming gifts like Frothy the Bear Man gift set or the Beer That Stole Christmas gift set. Now, the Frothy The Beer Man gift set and the Beer That Stole Christmas gift set, they're both $20. That's right, $20. And they're really fun. So the Frothy The Beer Man gift set, you get three huge bars of soap. They're 10 ounces each. Two of them are the Big Ass Beer Soap and one is the Big American Bourbon Soap. And that's right. They're infused with an adult treat, booze, the beer soaps, you guessed it, are infused with beer and the bourbon soap is infused with bourbon, but they do not smell like alcohol. So if you're worrying, wait, I'm going to shower and smell like alcohol. No, no, they, they're they're just woodsy. They're like sandalwood oak barrel is the bourbon smells like oak barrel and they're very masculine scents. And these bars of soap are huge and they're really fun. Like the way it's packaged is really, really fun. And don't take my word for it. Go to DukeCannon.com and see for yourself. The beard that stole Christmas gift set is also $20. You get two amazing different smelling beard oils and you get a beard wash. It will, it literally tamed my beard. My beard has never felt so good. And it will do this for the man in your life as well. And it smells of cedar and they're just a very good masculine scent. So these are just two examples. Head on over to DukeCannon.com. And seriously, don't take my word for it. These are packaged so fun. Um, These are just two examples. They're unexpected. They're useful for any guy and right now because you're listening to this podcast enter promo code velvet rope and you get 10% off your next order you also get free shipping with orders over $30 so if you get both of these at $40 you already got your free shipping so it's free shipping with orders over $30 and enter velvet rope that's duke cannon enter velvet rope and you get 10% off your next order and if you want to buy them in person, they're available at some of your local targets, guys. This is perfect, masculine fun for the man in your life. I use it; I love it. DukeCannon.com.
0: Being happy and doing these things, and I feel like you know, a marriage can complicate that a lot. You know, it's it's sort of like a long-distance quarantine. You start feeling like like I can never leave this person, so then you want to leave that person um, actually we were at, there's this little restaurant called the golden bowl, which is like very random in Santa Monica. And we had dinner there like two nights ago and Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn were there. And so of course I was like, they're just like my favorite ever. And you know, they've never gotten married. They've been together for like 40 or 50 years or something crazy. And I think, that's kind of what kept them together. You never felt the need to leave. Like you look at like, I remember reading about like Brad and Angelina and they're like, we're never getting married. And then they get married and they're immediately divorced. You know, I think that does something to you mentally when you're like, I am now forever with this person, but it's also like, I believe in marriage and I think it's beautiful and wonderful. And especially if children are involved, I think it's good for everyone's like mental state to be, to feel like wanted and part of a family.
1: <laughs> I, well, I would agree with a lot of that. I'm not so sure. Yeah. Marriage is probably not for me. I totally agree. I always say like, I'd like to Goldie and Kurt it. That's just the way yeah, to go. Totally. I don't, <laughs> I don't believe in that. I just don't believe in it for me. It's not. Yeah. I don't understand, like, if you're going to be with someone forever, why do you do need that? that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> do you don't have to, like, involve the states and, like, <laughs> I don't know.
1: And I don't care who you are. I don't care what you think. You're going to change the world. You're so in love. Let me tell you something. When it yeah. ends, it is a blood bath. It, it is, is a blood, blood
0: bath. I went through it, and I, I mean, that's probably one of the reasons I don't think I could ever get married again, because I just, I think another divorce would actually kill me. <laughs>
1: It, it, it never, like, I don't like, care who you are, what you think, you're such a nice, per- you will want to destroy the person, or if you don't, they're going to want to destroy you, and you're going to have no choice, yeah. but to lawyer up.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: What, were you sitting near Goldie and Kurt? Yeah. <laughs> like, right next to them?
0: Yeah, my boyfriend was so embarrassed, he was like, can you stop? I was like, no, but like, I really No,
1: like, not like, with Goldie Hawn.
0: Really, Like, don't really care, you know, it's like, I'm- Normally would just introduce myself or whatever. A lot of times people come up to me because they watch the show, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like so and so, just like they know about me, and that's crazy. (laughs) But for them, I just when I lived in Aspen, I would see them all the time. Like they're just the cutest, and also you know, growing up in the '80s, I mean, Goldie Hawn was queen. I mean, Overboard, Private Benjamin. what was it? Bird on a Wire? That one? Do <laughs> you remember that one? They're all,
1: <laughs> they're all did so you, good. Did you, like, could they tell? Like, I, it must be weird, like, when you're gold. Like, when people sit next to you, you must know that they're having a moment. So
0: sweet. And they obviously are, like, regulars there, too. The whole staff was like, hey, you know, it was, it's also just, like, a very chill, laid-back restaurant. If you're ever in town, I'll definitely take you to the Golden Bowl. And they have done this amazing build-out because of COVID. So they took over the parking lot and, like, built out a whole deck so that's basically where everyone's been hanging out because it's one of the only places that is like truly COVID okay
1: (laughs) yeah like when I was just there I was like well I should go up to LA but it was it's it was too rushed I literally was there in the OC for four days like (gasps) (gasps) did you talk to Goldie and Kurt
0: no I didn't want to like totally fangirl out and like ruin their dinner
1: But that's, that's a good one. Um, I mean, Goldie Hawn is an icon. Did they seem, not, did you see, did they leave before you? Well,
0: yeah, they did leave before me. And, and again, just say, you know, so just lovely to the staff. And they obviously all knew them and just, you know. Did you they, see if
1: they left a good tip?
0: No, I, I'm sure that they did. I, I you know.
1: <laughs> you see how shady I can be at times?
0: Yeah, no, I'm sure they did.
1: Wait, and you've had, you've had, like, famous people come up to you and recognize you from Southern Charm? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh.
0: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.
1: Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you
0: don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in
1: North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zipline through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the
0: vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Uh, the one that I was most flattered by was Larry David. And Larry David said I was funny. I was like, I'm not going to faint. <laughs> but his girlfriend actually worked on, I forget which season, but she helped produce a season of the show. Um, and she's super cool, and uh, Shep knew her through something. And you know, we're all sort of interconnected. And then I actually ran into them at the premiere of, um, you know, Danny McBride, who's in, um, he they did the Gemstones, he's moved his whole production company to Charleston. So, oh, we wow. for the Gemstones out here in LA, we that's I, every you know, Whitney and Shep were all there, and that's when I ran into to david and ashley and he was like yeah, you're and larry kidding.
1: david like, knew nobody you else
0: heard this right larry david just said i'm funny
1: <laughs> yeah that's kind of a big yeah <laughs> endorsement well was was dawson's creek there or was that somewhere else
0: it was in um wilmington which is north okay Carolina, which is a little bit north but i know that they're filming outer banks in charleston right now which um everyone was super excited about and you know we're just so happy to have these huge productions coming to charleston and the south carolina i think it's the board of filming or whatever the film association is you know they've really stepped up with the you know tax rebates and all kinds of stuff so you know we love any kind of productions coming to town and it's such a beautiful city and you know there's there's just so much history you can either film downtown and do something old and historic or you can go out and into the you know kind of, I hate to say backwoods, but, like, 20 minutes outside of town, and it is, it could be just anywhere USA, and so. It
1: brings people. good money into the town.
0: Totally, and it brings good people into the town, and it's just, it's really fun. It's its a creative city, just kind of by nature, so to have more creative types there is really lovely.
1: And you guys wanted Leva on the show, like, for We've years. we wanted her on the
0: show since, like day one and I think obviously she's protective of her marriage which rightly so you know because all that they're going to do is sort of try to make you create drama (laughs) and at the time they were just maybe dating or had just gotten married and so I think she made the right decision then to like not get involved. But I think right now is just the perfect time for her to be on it. And she's just such a strong woman and just such a badass. I mean.
1: She kept saying no in the beginning. Well, I don't
0: know the exact conversations that happened, but, you know, we would always, like, invite her to stuff when we were filming or this, you know, we'd be filming at her venues and locations and she, you know, was absent from camera. So I think that was very wise then. But I think she, you know, has a lot to say and a lot to bring to the table and a really interesting point of view of growing up in this little tiny town and what it was like for her
1: are her places really like the hot spots
0: totally absolutely and you know with all of lamar's friends and they've got you know all the athletes and people coming through the door and so i mean everything they do is they're like everything that they do brings like a city vibe to charleston so they're sort of like the New York LA club scene and Charleston, you know, it's like the only place you can get bottle service or, you know, stuff like that, that Charleston's like a college town bar, or a bunch of like retirees. And this gives it kind of a little bit of a, a chic or cachet.
1: Yeah. Like when I saw that on the show, I was like, Oh, bottle service in Charleston. Like, yeah. that's, <laughs> like that's kind of impressive.
0: Yeah. And it was just fun. You know, girls with sparklers and champagne never goes out of style.
1: No. I mean, do you think part of her getting cast, like, was the diversity? You know, like this, because Bravo is going through this. I mean, the world is going through this now.
0: Um, I'm sure definitely it weighed into it. But I think that she was already filming and doing stuff before, you know, there were, before things, you know, got got to to where
1: they are. Well, and she's really good friends with Cam. I mean, I think yeah, she was supposed to come sure. on as yeah. Cam's friend,
0: right? And I, you know, she they they're playing flashback scenes where she was there, you know, here and there. She went by Cameron's house and, you know, stuff like that. So she's definitely always been around and is truly, you know, one of our good friends.
1: I mean, I am here for the diversity. I think it's. I mean, is is Charleston just because I don't know? Like, is Charleston a diverse city or is it not?
0: the south yeah very much so especially as far as like the gay community um again because it is so sort of like artsy and you know my i was at college at charleston my freshman year was 1999 and you know if you were sort of gay or lesbian in the south you ended up sort of in charleston or in atlanta you know the midtown area um but you know if I just feel like it's always been very tolerant, even from the beginning, because it was a, a shipping community. It was just always had like an influx of multiple people. I mean, I studied historic preservation of architecture, so I can literally walk down the street and be like, "This was built by the French. This was built by the Scottish. This was," and they're all coexisting on the same little block. And
1: wow, what about like black? Like there uh, are like a lot of black families in Charleston. Again, I just. I have no agenda. Yeah. I'm asking. I just it, literally it, don't know. It,
0: you know, I mean, there's a lot of Black families there because of, they were descendants of slaves and the families have stayed there. I mean, the same with pretty much anywhere in the South. I mean, there's a large African-American community. Um, there's even uh, a little, like, subset of that called Geechee, which I don't know if you're familiar with, but I no. really sort of... Um, I, I really, uh, I love and admire this the Geechee people and they still kind of keep to themselves. Like, I don't know if you are aware of like Charleston sweetgrass baskets, but they're like- Now. Look them up. It's really neat, but it's like it's an art from, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago and they weave all of these baskets by hand. And so a lot of these crafts that have always been around, the Geechee people are keeping alive and still doing. And my favorite grits are called Geechee Boy grits, (laughs) which I guess now they're going to change the name because it's insensitive or, you know, all of that. But I also think if you start erasing all of these names and then like you've never heard of Geechee and so then no one ever will hear of it. And then I think you're sort of doing a disservice by erasing everything. Um, Because the biggest mistake you can make in history, to make it repeat itself, is to not learn about the horrors and the atrocities of what happened before. So, I mean, I definitely remember in middle school learning about slavery and, you know, there was a lot of African-American kids in my class and from a young age, could pick up on that herd and knew having those conversations in class. And I can't imagine not having those conversations. You wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to feel the empathy or the thing. And I would have just been oblivious to a huge part of American history.
1: Yeah. I I would agree with all of that.
0: I think you need to have these uncomfortable conversations and start having them at a young age.
1: Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I'm just loving Leva and Lamar yeah. on the show though. Just, I mean, for the diversity aspect, yes, I think yeah. they bring a lot. And I mean, she's also Persian. So like that's bringing, yeah. you know, I mean, it's <laughs> just, it's it's a great fit. And they're just, they're they're interesting and their son steals the scenes. <laughs> but I think she was originally supposed to come on because she's really good friends with Cam. At least yeah. that's what I read. Mm-hmm. So on that note, are you feeling the loss of Cam as much as I am?
0: Yeah, I mean, she, you know, she narrated this show. She sort of kept everyone in line. And I think, um, I do think she made the right decision, though, and just focusing on her daughter and her family. And, you know, it's also kind of really, I hate to say gone downhill, because I don't think the show's gone downhill. It's just, it's gotten a little bit, like, the whole thing with with Danny and STDs. And, like, what is that? That's just not necessary. It's gross. It's not does anyone like learn or grow or is there anything interesting that came from that? No, I feel like it's just another person trying to get camera time. And by you're doing that by hurting someone else. So that doesn't uplift anyone. It just drags everybody down. And you want to do something, especially, you know, as Cameron being a mom now, you want to do something that if your daughter does watch those reruns or look back can always be proud of her mother. And I think that Cameron felt like she was doing stuff that, um, maybe her daughter would look back on and not be proud of.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. And like, I, there was some interview she did where she's like, look, I've been on reality TV forever. I mean, yeah. she was on the real world, New Orleans, Great. you know, and she's like, you need to bring drama to stay on. That's how it works. And yeah. I just am not willing to ruin, like, my actual relationships.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, she's always kept Jason far away. And I mean, he wanted to stay far away as well. I mean, it's hard to respect your doctor if he's on like some reality show and like throwing cocktails. You're like, do I really want this man like putting me under?
1: <laughs> kind of. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you know, um, but at, at some point, I think she would do another incarnation of something, but something that's like sweet and uplifting and helps people to feel better. I think everyone's so beaten down right now. You don't really need something else weighing you down. But if we could find a way to do a show that was, you know, like helping people, then great. Like I loved that like Operation Home where it would go in and help people like that didn't have the means and, you know, getting them housing and stuff like that. Something that's like, you know, beautiful and uplifting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I think I do think there's like a change in reality TV now because just in terms of like what's getting high ratings i think people want to see more of an inspirational show that's just me
0: yeah
1: do you think cam left though for other reasons or do you think it was because of these rumors that were going around about jason
0: um i think she had actually had left before those rumors started and i think that's why Catherine thought that she it would be fine for her to take a shot because she wasn't going to have to actually answer to it with cam but um obviously we're all very super close and i'm sure craig called her like the second after that was filming and was like hey catherine just said all of this on camera and it's just it's it's just vile but i don't put anything by catherine i mean she'll do anything to stay relevant and in the limelight she hasn't really created any sort of life for herself outside of the show, When your whole life is wrapped up in that, then you have to always bring the drama and bring all of this, even if it means like destroying other people. She doesn't care.
1: Because that's when it's like, it's not even for the show. Like she's not on anymore. Like you didn't need to bring this up. No. No one else has brought this up. It doesn't need to be a storyline because she's physically not on the show.
0: So that's why I think she did it was to make herself relevant. And she knew she was never have to go face to face with Cam and answering any of those allegations
1: and that's the thing you see lava right in the beginning shut that shit down
0: yeah i mean i know like the show must go on but if i was still on i'd be like i'm never filming with Catherine again like what she did is despicable and so it's kind of annoying to still see like danny and madison and everyone like hanging around with Catherine. i'm like you guys are just gonna like let that fly just because she's gonna come after you next so just just be just be ready
1: like, you really think she'll do anything to stay on the show?
0: She had two children to be on a show.
1: Kind of. <laughs> I mean...
0: And then she wants to act shocked about Thomas having a third child. She's like, I had no idea. And then she's like, but I did find a positive pregnancy test. <laughs> I'm like, so you did know, and you're, you're just, I don't know. It's just so contradicting and ridiculous.
1: I mean, but yet the strange thing to me is like, like Shep, like the boys seem to not mind her.
0: Because they've all slept with her. So they feel like too mean to.
1: (laughs) But that was so long ago. I don't know. They They, just.
0: You know, that's the thing. Boys can just be boys. And that was another problem with the show. It's like if I did the same things that they were doing, it's like I'm some sort of horrible person or I'm this or that. But like the boys can still do whatever, which is, you know, that's just how things are. And I think everyone wants to like be this feminist and do this and be like, oh, well, I can do whatever. Well, like you can, but you're still, people aren't involved enough yet to not get some sort of reputation or have some sort of backlash from it, you know?
1: Right. Like if the girls were doing what like Craig and Austin Pryor in his single ears yeah. were doing. yeah do you miss the other girls on it? Like Naomi, Chelsea, Eliza? Like, did you know them? Um,
0: um, I was never close with Chelsea and I'm still sort of annoyed about her whole like girl code thing. And I just, again, that was someone who I felt like you were like friendly. And then she came after me. I don't know if it was to build her part or whatever, but like literally don't care if I ever see her again. (laughs) And then Naomi I've known forever and she's just the sweetest little doll. And I'm so happy that Um, she's so happy and in a great relationship and I think they might be moving to New York he just got um, a job up there so working in the hospitals which I'm sure is a crazy place to be right now so I don't know their schedule for moving or whatnot but also you know her online shop has really taken off and she's been super successful with that which is awesome I support and get some lovely clothes from there all the time and um but yeah Naomi I mean she'll she will always be a part of her life. I love her very much.
1: <laughs> and like more power to someone who leaves after a short period of time.
0: Sure. Um, but she always like, you know, they kind of had her pigeonholed as like Craig's girlfriend. And then when she came back, it was like, now she's like anti-Craig. And I don't think she ever really felt that she was against Craig or anti-Craig. She was just like pro for herself at that time. And, you know, they were really young when they started dating. And then you add a camera crew and all of that drama to it. And, um, you know, also at the time, Craig was like literally not doing anything. Like, yes. <laughs> I'm really glad he got it together and his pillow business is booming. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's also like a testament to just following your heart and being true to yourself. Like he really loves – fashion and clothing and sewing and I'm just you know happy that he's found his place and you know I think that's what Craig and Naomi bonded over kind of in the beginning because she really loves fashion and all of that as well but it's hard when she was such a go-getter like she was in school getting her master's and he's sleeping till noon and it's just they were in different places that you know.
1: Are you shocked at how far his pillow business has come?
0: No I'm not shocked at all because I knew if he just did it he would it would be a huge success. And I love, he did a uh, collaboration with Thomasville and I worked with them a long time ago. They're up in Hickory, North Carolina, and there's a big, it's called High Point Market. And um, when I worked for the little island where I grew up, Sea Island, I worked on like refurbishing um, when they did the remodel for the hotel. And so I worked with Thomasville a little bit then, but that was gosh, 10 or 15 years ago, probably more than that now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, again, it's just sort of using your network, using the power of Bravo and um, social media. And I know he's already sold out of his holiday collection twice. Wow. <laughs> and so I think they're trying to get that restocked. But, you know, also, it's just a fun, it's a fun little gift. I think it's like 50 or $60. And, you know, the same with like Patricia's caftans. And, you know, I've got one with my dog on it. And, um I will treasure that for all, always. But I know that she's, I think, had to pull that back because they couldn't get the sourcing from India because of all the crazy COVID stuff. So that's another little casualty. Wow. But hopefully she'll be able to bring it back one day because I know that made everybody really, really happy with her line. And then it now she's on QVC. And I haven't seen that whole collection yet. But, you know, people are loving it. I see all the little Instagrams of everybody buying it. And
1: I mean, like the power of Bravo, that obviously doesn't hurt. Aside no it's
0: huge um
1: but like more power to craig or like patricia for knowing to totally, do something that totally, yeah. being on tv won't last forever no what about naomi do like naomi and craig talk anymore or i don't
0: know i'm sure you know charleston's such a small town you're bound to bump into each other here and there and whatnot but i don't you know i think they're and- both living their lives
1: <laughs> and eliza you were never close to eliza
0: oh eliza and i are super super close oh. like a little sister um she actually cameron and i both were just at her baby shower um last month when i was in charleston and um she's having a little boy which is so oh, exciting wow. and um but yeah no eliza's like a cousin i mean they we're not actually cousins but you know i mean she's she's family and i love her mom so much and i just yeah eliza's Liza's
1: always but she's another one like knowing to leave before your time like good well, for her and that's
0: because they you know again wanted to get into her family history and stuff and try to sort of divide and conquer so to speak and she was like no i'm not doing that i'm very protective of my family and you know the Limehouses have have been in charleston since the beginning <laughs> and um You know, at some point you have to weigh the pros and cons. And a lot of times there's more cons than pros. Same with Thomas. I was surprised to see him make a cameo this season, but, you know.
1: I don't think we're ever not going to see Thomas because I was shocked to see him too. I was like, what?
0: I didn't know. I didn't know he was going to be on it. And then I was like, oh. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I don't know.
1: And you think Catherine, like, knew that he got someone pregnant. Like, I mean, when she acted, like, surprised. Like, was she... Yeah, but then
0: I just watched the episode and she acted surprised and then 10 seconds later was like, but I saw a positive pregnancy test. Yeah. So like, give me a break, you knew. Something, you know. But also, I do think it's kind of, I think Thomas should have had the guts to sit down and say what was going on. But at the same time, he doesn't really, I guess he didn't feel he owed that to her or needed to do that to her. I mean, Thomas has been very supportive of Catherine, you know, whether she wants to admit it or not, but maybe not so much emotionally supportive, but definitely financially supportive of the children and her. And that's why she was living there. She didn't have anywhere else to live.
1: And he just somehow seems to be able to put up with her crazy. I mean, like they're not together, but he has some well, threshold she, for he put it. But
0: a lot of, you look past a lot of things when there's children involved and he loves his kids very, very much
1: you talk to him a lot or?
0: I don't. Uh, It was just one of those things when like kind of clearing my head space and getting away from the whole show thing. And I just, you know, I talked to him when I was in Charleston. He's living in Aiken now, so he's not even there. But I just called to say hi, actually, after I left Eliza's baby shower. And, you know, Thomas is always will have a special place in my heart, but I don't need that drama in my life on the daily basis. And, um, but yeah, he's had another little boy and he's
1: excited about that. (laughs) That's exciting. What about, like, have you talked to Cam about, like, I don't know, like if I left a show and now you're still talking about me, I wouldn't be thrilled.
0: No, um but I think that has to be expected a little bit like last season they ended the whole show with a photo of Ashley and I I haven't been on, been on it in three seasons I actually like called them I was like guys what are you like If you're gonna use me to like drag storyline like maybe at least ask me <laughs> or somehow like I don't know that was just kind of like what are you doing why am I I've you know literally moved away to not be involved and you're still kind of
1: you like literally texted the producers and you're like, what the fuck?
0: Pretty much.
1: Or you could have said, you know.
0: Literally no one answered or replied or, you know, they replied and they are like, uh, uh, and I was like, come on.
1: You should have said, listen, if you want to use a picture of me, you know, a thousand dollars per shot or something to that Yeah, but
0: then it gets all like, I don't want to be in this like a la carte world <laughs> of how they're going to, you know, it's one of those things you're either in or you're out. There's no like, oh, I'm just going to like drop by and say, hey. And it's like you drop by and say, hey, and you've opened Pandora's box to be a punching bag or to be a this or to be a that. And it's just, you know.
1: Isn't it funny how it works? Like, I mean, just like for people that are not close to reality TV, how like you're just, you're living your life. You're not even in the same state or any state they're close to there. And there you are. Yeah, the
0: other side of the country.
1: <laughs> were you like watching it in real time? Like, in No,
0: real- I, di- I didn't watch it. Someone uh, called and told me about it. And they were like, oh, are you back on? Are you going to do next season? And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, oh, well, they ended this season with a photo of you and Ashley. And I was like, really? Did they? <laughs> and so then I pulled it up and saw it. And I was like, wow, they really did do that. So
1: You're like, what the hell?
0: Yeah. But at the same time, like I would be... I mean, I'm just not there. You have to be there on a daily basis to, like, do the show. And I would be, like, open to doing stuff. and But it just, again, if you're, you're either all in or you're out, it doesn't really make sense to just, like, dip a toe in.
1: <laughs> and you're not moving back to Charleston, so that's not going mean, to happen. I
0: mean, I go back and forth all the time. I've been there while they were filming, but I definitely don't, like, let anyone know that I'm there.
1: <laughs>
0: and especially the last few years, because I had a seven-year contract with them and only fulfilled about, Five or something so technically if I was in town they could have pulled well you're under contract so I've just been very quiet and that's part of why Cameron her contract had expired too and she didn't choose to renew it because they don't just it's not just like one year it's like now sign up for the next decade and you're like I just I don't know what's going to happen in the next decade right?
1: right like once you're on and you're a hit and the audience falls in love with you or is invested they want you You know, it's kind of like sign up for 10 years and when we're done with you, we will ask you to leave, but you can't leave when on your own, Yeah, so to speak. Mm
0: -hmm. So it was just, it was a a breaking point, a, a way to go separate ways. And I think, you know, besides the rumors from Catherine, I think she left on a happy high note and left at the exact right time.
1: When you're home and you're like trying to lay low were, are you ever invited to things? I mean, like, do you have to say to like Shep, like, okay, yeah, I'll have drinks with you, but like, are there cameras? Like, do you have to go through? Oh that no, and he knows.
0: He, he would know. Not. He would never like surprise me with
1: camera. Right.
0: <laughs> and we used to too, because you know when you like call each other on the phone, like while they're filming, because sometimes people would call and not say they're filming, so we would always call and be like, "We're filming." Like, it's cameras rolling. Hi, <laughs> and so it's like. Or I would text him before and I'm like, oh, I'm filming at my house and they want me to call you right now. And he'd be like, okay. Because I would never, I mean, again, he's like my friend before he's my like co-star or whatever. Right.
1: <laughs> so, But like, what if you're home and like there's a huge party and like you really want to go to it? Like, does that ever happen where you're like, I want to go to be honest,
0: when they're filming, the parties are not that much fun because you I can't see music. You can't have, you know, what happens is everyone gets like overserved and agitated and that's when the drama happens. It's not because it's like, like, we have really fun parties in Charleston, but it's impossible to film them.
1: <laughs> so, I'm sure. And, like, you can't really get close to a lot of the people because there's a thousand camera people around them anyway. Yeah,
0: well, also, it's like, hey, don't you want to, like, go talk to Catherine right now about what she said to you? And you're like, no, I don't ever want to talk to her, but I understand that I need to talk to her. So, yes, I will. Right. But, you know... um, But it's not, I don't want to sound like it's like contrived or not real because I think it is very real and all of these emotions are very real and the storylines are all true. I mean, there's, you know, nothing is like made up or false or that, um, except the rumors that Catherine likes to spread. Those are all false. (laughs) Um, But other than that, it really is, it's all, it's all very real.
1: It is. I mean, other than the fact, like when you're like ghost go have breakfast with this person, you're like, yeah. in the real world, I would never speak to this person again because I hate them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: But that's still not fake. It's just like situationally, they're putting you in a situation. Yeah. So when you saw yourself and you wrote to producers, they just wrote back and they're just like, uh, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Talk talk to a different producer, not me, not yeah. my thing. No,
0: I call, I talked to like the head of the production company and I talked to the the woman in charge of Bravo. And I wasn't like, I was just like, Hey, if this is like an Avenue you're going to go, like at least let me be involved in whatever story you're going to tell about me. Don't just, you know.
1: Right. (laughs) What about our new friend that we see John Pringle?
0: He, I just met him for the first time. Um, he actually was at Georgia with Chef, and my sister went to University of Georgia too. So I'm surprised that we just now met. And actually we found out we used to live down the street from each other in Atlanta when we were growing up um, in, in Buckhead. So it was kind of funny. So we've kind of been in each other's lives our whole lives and just never really knew it. But um, his sister is really the funny one. I sat next to her at um, his birthday dinner and she is a riot. I hope that... She's on more.
1: (laughs) So wait, so you just went, when you were home in South Carolina, you went to his birthday dinner? Yeah. What was that? Like, was it, was everyone there? Like Shep, Craig, all?
0: Shep, Craig, Austin, Taylor. Um, I'm trying to think about, I think that was sort of it, but yeah, it was really fun. Madison? No, she wasn't there. (laughs) How come? Um, I don't know. I
1: didn't ask. I I don't like to get
0: involved in people's relationships. I'm not like, so Austin, where's Madison? Like... Um, and now seeing, like, I didn't know that there was, like, a little love triangle, so to speak. So I'm really glad I didn't bring it up now.
1: <laughs> How was John's birthday? His his sister is kind of funny. She is kind of that.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. She had me in stitches at dinner. And I just, like, I grew up with all sisters. So it it's always nice. Like, I think girls that, like, grew up with boys are just, like, always more, like, down-to-earth and chill. And just, like, she was just really, really funny about the boys.
1: <laughs> I don't know, I'm kind of here for John Pringle also. I'm kind of loving the new- he's super
0: cute and fun. And um, I think everyone has like a soft spot for a single dad and (laughs) all of that. So, um, and again, he is, you know, actual Charleston family lineage and um, all all that good stuff.
1: I mean, but really out of all, like there's so many, I I understand your, I mean, aren't there plenty of blonde girls in Charleston? Like I get that (laughs) that that's your type. Yeah. But like you have to go after Madison.
0: Madison's really fun.
1: <laughs> she seems fun, but yeah. still, but John is, I mean, John is very cute. I will give him. Yeah. They have found a great new cast member here. They really,
0: really, they, they have. He's great. And I think he'll be around for a
1: long time. So what do you think, uh, speaking of Madison, so she's a lot of fun. What do you think of Madison and Austin, even though you don't like to get metal in other people's relationships? Cause everyone else seems to have an opinion.
0: Yeah, they do. <laughs> they have very strong opinions. Um, I don't know. I, um, I, I just want everyone to be happy. I, I haven't, to be honest, I've never been around them together as a couple. So I don't even really? know. What that's like, so I've known Madison, you know, my sister, um, does hair as well and has a salon and madison used to do my hair and makeup all the time for the show but i knew her like way before the show even started so um she's always just been like just great and had a lot of fun energy and you know
1: and her son is another one kind of a scene stealer
0: so cute really cute um i was actually a little bit surprised to see him on the show because i I just am always so like weary of the children and like, is this the right decision to have kids on a reality show? And like, what's that, what's the going to do to them later? I don't like, I know when I was younger, I used to model a lot, like, you know, like 10, like probably eight to 12 and like Macy's was in Atlanta then. And so I would always be in like the Sunday papers for the like Macy's, you know, back to school and like modeling the little clothes. And even that then kids would come up to me at school and be like, I saw you in the paper, you know, and it always made me feel like weird and uncomfortable, but I loved being on set when I was little. So, you know, it's like, I, to this day, still love photography and all of that, and that's from getting to be around it at such a young age. But there was no drama. But I definitely, back at school, kids would say stuff and do stuff, and it always made me feel really uncomfortable. Would so, they,
1: like, make fun of you because of they it? They would make
0: fun of me, but it just, I was like, that's just like like, you go to soccer practice, and I... Go yeah <laughs> like it just like in my mind that was my after school activity i never thought of it any differently than
1: just yeah
0: it was just fun i and,
1: mean kids could be mean that's the only reason i ask
0: yeah and i think i don't know if they, but again i wasn't like opening up our family story on television and um you know reality tv wasn't this is was pre-oj and all yeah that, this is reality going TV back Yes, we were watching like little house on the prairie or whatever i don't know <laughs> So, um, but it definitely, you know, you just got to check in on those babies and make sure you're, that they can, they can handle it. And, yeah. And it's I, like on
1: camera forever. An
0: adult couldn't handle it. So I don't know how, you know.
1: I wonder if Madison wasn't at John's birthday though, for any particular reason like that we're seeing. You know,
0: it. now that I'm seeing that, there's probably a reason, <laughs> but um, I, you know, I can't speak to that. I don't know.
1: But I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, who has the balls to sit in someone's house and say, oh, by the way, I am really interested in your girlfriend. Like, if it ever doesn't work out,
0: how wasted these guys get. (laughs) Like, next level. And also, I think John just doesn't really care. He doesn't, he does not care. Or he's even like, kind of like, sort of taunting and teasing. it's like, Shep will do that. Like, he's like, oh, I found what annoys you and I'm going to do it until you freak out. (laughs) So.
1: Who gets the most, I mean, we've, I've seen the show, but like in real life, because it's hard to tell who gets the most wasted, Shep, Austin, or Craig?
0: I don't know. God, that is a real runoff. They also can all hold their liquor very well. They seem
1: like they could hold their liquor.
0: They can really, like, for Craig, he, like, left a, the boys' night out early or something. Like, he must have really had a big night the night before Because they, they can hang. <laughs> and So I was, like, seeing Craig so hungover, I was like, oh, big one.
1: <laughs> they see – I mean, well, like, they're all – they're also – I don't know about John, but, like, the other –
0: They're really tall, like – I was top. just
1: going to say, they're so tall in yeah. real life. They seem like they could hold their liquor.
0: And also, that's just, like, a very Southern thing. Like, you just – we drink a lot. Like, it is – It's just as, it's just how we do everything.
1: (laughs) I'm like, okay, I am okay with that.
0: Yeah, I am too. But like as a woman, I've seen some of the like older women that have partied hard and drink a lot and all that. And like, it's not such a good look once you get into like your 70s. Like Patricia's always there drinking and everything and looks fabulous. But I'm like, she's not really drinking all those martinis, you know? It's like, she'll have like a sip or two, you know? She's not like- lying around, like, a lush all day, which, you know, well, a trap to fall into.
1: Have you ever seen Patricia, like, just blitzed drunk?
0: No, never. never.
1: I think that would be so much fun.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, also, they, you know, she kind of comes from a different era as well, where it's, like, people didn't get wasted like that. You just sort of sipped all night, you know? Like, my mom never really gets drunk, but she'll drink all day. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you talk about that, but like, have you ever watched New York Housewives? Like,
0: well, I think, I think also that's just like a little bit of the New York. Like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> We'd like to get pretty drunk here, too. Yeah,
0: but it gets, it escalates quickly, and everyone's like fighting. Like, we don't, we're not I mean, like fighters.
1: You guys <laughs> do not fight. It's
0: like, it's like verbal war.
1: <laughs> well, Tinsley Mortimer is from mm-hmm. down there.
0: Yeah, I know her sister Dabney really well. We're the same age and so i've known her for forever
1: what's she like do you know dale do you know the icon that is dale mercer (laughs) her mother
0: i have never met her but yes i do you know lots of folklore (laughs) she's
1: as wonderful as patricia yeah Oh, is there, is there folklore about Dale Mercer about just her?
0: She just, you know, she's an interior designer, which is what I do as well. And so I, you know, come sort of from this long line of fabulous women, just decorating stuff, which is so fun.
1: (laughs) She likes her drinks too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But Patricia, I mean, she, she loves her gin. I, 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 I like need to get her into vodka. It's all no, about the vodka.
0: Could, could, yeah. I, I, that little comment about the déclasse, I, I, you know, I've definitely had some vodka with her before, but I, I also appreciate a really good gin.
1: You do? <laughs> yeah.
0: Try this one. It's called Monkey 47. It's kind of hard to find, but it's my favorite. It's good. It's really
1: good. I like a, I like, like a flavor. Like I like a Grey Goose pear or a Grey Goose yeah. citron. It's so clean. So, I mean, like, if you have a nice vodka, it's not, I mean, if you're drinking Smirnoff, that might be another story, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Gut-wrenching. But
1: Patricia, Patricia, are you shocked to see Whitney making an appearance?
0: No, not at all. I mean, you know, Whitney created the show, so he he needs to make an appearance for as long as it goes on. This is his baby.
1: (laughs) It's such a, I mean, it's a brilliant baby.
0: Yeah.
1: What about, so you don't have any thoughts on, like, Madison and Austin? Do you think they're going to last and work out?
0: I mean, you know, if he becomes Budweiser, maybe, (laughs) but I don't know. I just, um, she is very mature, very driven, and I don't know. I mean, I think that they obviously care about each other a lot, but is it in the long haul? I don't know. I don't know what, if Austin wants to get married and have kids or what he's looking forward to, but it has been sweet seeing him with Hudson and, you know, he- I could see him being a good, you know, dad or uncle or whatever. I mean, we all I was going really like to
1: say, like, are you shocked at him? Because, I mean, he has some, like, paternal scenes with Hudson. Yeah. Husband.
0: Yeah, for sure. But well, still, even in the scenes, he seems more of, like, a kid and a friend to the kid than, like, an authority figure.
1: <laughs> an actual <laughs> the, father. The
0: kids just need to have fun friends around to play with and do kids stuff. It doesn't always have to be this, like father knows best role. I mean, my dad and I have a very friendly relationship and always did. And um, you know, I didn't, we didn't have a lot of discipline in our house, which is probably part of the reason why I am the way I am. Maybe we needed some more discipline, but you know, I think it's important to be friends with your kids.
1: I think so. But yes, I just didn't know if you had any thoughts on whether it would last or not. Um. (laughs) What about, okay, so let's talk about Shep. I mean, I don't even know where to begin.
0: I mean, he's in therapy. I mean, he's just, I think he really, I think, again, he watched some of the show and was like, hey, this isn't me. This isn't what I'm all about. This isn't, I'm, like, hurting people. Like, he's, like, lovely and one of the most, like, caring people I know. I mean, literally, if I was in trouble, he would be one of the first calls to, like, come help, and he would be there. And so I think when he saw the show played back and saw that he was actually like hurting people and hurting himself. And, you know, also like, do you want to end up that like 50 or 60 year old guy still out on King street, like looking for babes? Like, it's not really a good look, you know? And it's much more impressive to be a family man and to build something. And I think he's, he, like all of us is growing up and Taylor's just as cute as she can be. They were out here for his birthday and, um she's she's just darling and lovely and I think what will really make them go the distance is that she's not like every girl that he's kind of tried to date has like wanted him to be something else they're like I'm gonna be the one to change him and like no you're not and I think she appreciates like she doesn't want to change him she loves him the way he is and they're gonna you know everything just let everyone be who they're gonna be and kind of that's the you know the special place but she is a lot younger than him so maybe she has more tolerance for the
1: I mean that scene where they're like okay well we just had the talk I'm like wait what like you blink and you missed it I mean I'm all for that I'm not really into talks or like no, any- when I
0: think labels and all of that is sort of silly. like I don't even like saying the word my boyfriend it's just it's just so lame
1: how long have you dated this boyfriend
0: uh, well, we've been friends for a few years, but pretty much it got serious in lockdown. <laughs> just, you know, That's... and then you go through something like this with someone and you're like, well, wow, you really are there for like the tough times. And, you know, before it was all just like parties and having fun and like anyone can stick around for that. But when it gets serious and like, I've been struggling with my business, you know, he's having to diversify all of his things. And it's like, you go through some like real life, things with people and then you're like, well, maybe we can go through more than just a quarantine or maybe we can like build on all of this. And so I think, um I think had we not had the quarantine that we probably would have just still just been casually dating, but now it's gotten kind of serious and, you know, we're really happy.
1: So there is a positive byproduct for you of quarantine
0: positive byproduct i did have like lots of emotional breakdowns at the beginning because i'm just used to being on like a plane every week and going here and going there and i was join
1: the club
0: yeah i was just like what is this life (laughs) like but you know i mean he grew up here in la he has all his family and basically they've just all kind of like taken me in through all of this so it's been i probably honestly would have gone back to charleston had it not been for him um really his support system here because you know like, what am I doing out here by myself? It would have, it made no sense. <laughs> and so I think at the beginning of lockdown, that was sort of the dilemma. It's like, well, I guess I should just go back to Charleston. And he's like, no, just stay here. And I was like, really? Like, are we doing this? So. <laughs> and then, then you
1: did it and it's going well. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well,
1: I mean, a lot of couples have broken up during quarantine, so.
0: Yeah, that's... I've had like quite a few friends actually now filing for divorce. But you know what, some of that too was like a long time coming. And then you're like, hey, this is eventually going to be open and we still have the rest of our lives ahead of us. So let's quit being miserable.
1: <laughs> did your boyfriend now, like you guys have been friends. Like, were you friends when you were on the show? Like did No, you-
0: no, we actually, maybe the last season I was on the show, we met and we actually met at a mutual friend's house and chef was there the night that we met. So <laughs> it's kind of, funny full circle (laughs) is
1: he into like reality tv or no he
0: absolutely hates it he would be annoyed that i'm even talking about him right now (laughs) and so
1: you could blame it on me i will (laughs) i mean it's not like i'm asking you for names or no
0: no and i you know but um he's definitely been you know really great through all of this
1: and so you think shep and taylor might have a chance
0: um you know I never say never and I don't want to put any pressure on anything I don't want to jinx anything but you know she's awesome and if he doesn't keep her I will
1: (laughs) okay who do you think will be the first to be just in general in life it doesn't have to be with our current partner like Shep Craig or Austin which of those is most likely to get married first
0: I would say Craig just because he's very like traditional and with a family and all of that but he's so into his business and everything right now I think it's kind of tricky to date and do all of the things at once so and
1: who's going to be the last to get married Shep or Austin
0: uh I don't know they're kind of like sort of neck and neck to be honest I think the last might be Whitney I think he might hold out
1: (laughs) that's true
0: he's got more to lose
1: (laughs) listen he has Patricia I mean I would just stay in that house with mom and just who's better than patricia really
0: i know she's pretty great
1: are you are you like shocked at anything you've seen like knowing all these people like as a like as a viewer of the show like even though you know but there's
0: a lot more show to go (laughs) so i'll be shocked by something soon
1: there is so i mean like i don't know how do you feel about this because i personally like it like Do you like the corona stuff? Because I like it. Like, I think it's very interesting. I
0: think it's relevant. You know, if it didn't go on for so long, they probably would have cut it and it didn't have to play into the show. But they had to quit filming for like three or four months. And so they've had to, you know, it affect production and how they got the show out and everything. So, and it's affected the whole world. But had it just been a month or two, they probably would have just skipped around it. What I'm not looking forward to is having to answer to all of the, The racial stuff and I'm really thankful that I'm not on this season because it's just it's such a hard topic and it's so hurtful to so many people and it's like you know you've got all these people that are like don't take down our statues and erase history and then you've got these other people that are like well it's like looming over our heads and it's a source of a lot of pain so it's it's just one of those things you can't please everyone and Charleston has always been Uh, This sort of mysterious like there's it's like the most haunted town in the world and all these like there's a lot of like ghost lores and spooky stuff and um, I think that that it just plays into the history and I think it's what makes Charleston again even like more alluring and curious and um, But I'm just really thankful that I don't have to answer to that to an audience because it's just Yeah. Yeah
1: Are you shocked that it's... Because, like, okay, so Bravo, like, lets a lot of people go. They let Stassi go, Kristen. Like, they're changing a lot of things. Like, are you shocked that Catherine has a job?
0: Um, yes and no. When I looked at all this... But the stuff that but I saw what they... Like, I just kind of read this in headlines. I wasn't privy to any of this information, like, behind scenes or anything. But what they did to that girl saying that she was the one that, like, stole stuff or whatever, that really was like racial profiling. And I thought that that was really mean. And I know Stasi's friends with a lot of the Southern charm people. I've only met her once, like in passing at a party in LA. And, um, but what they did was really hurtful and mean. And I think what Catherine did, and the only reason she was let off the hook is because when she did do that monkey emoji, the person that she was writing back to, she didn't know who she was writing to. So she didn't know if that was a person of color or not, or what, And so I think that's the only reason she's off the hook. I also really don't think that Catherine meant that as a racial slur. Um, You know, very rarely will I go to bat for Catherine. But in this instance, I will. I don't think that she meant like, I don't even want to like, you're a monkey. Like, I don't think that thought ever crossed her mind. She's not, I mean, as you see now, she has an African-American boyfriend or I don't know, whatever. (laughs) But I don't think that she meant that monkey emoji to intentionally hurt someone of color. I do not. Right. When Bravo and their lawyers or whatever really looked at it, they didn't see it. Did it hurt people's feelings? Yes. And was that the woman who reached out to her, I think she kind of set Catherine up a little bit. Because it's like, if you are a journalist or you are this, why would you not openly be like, hey, I am in the public eye as well. Um, and what she did as a journalist, I thought was very shady and not good journalism.
1: Right. And to me, one of the aspects I just thought, and then we'll wrap it up. I yeah. thought maybe because Catherine is so good at doing anything for the show. I'm like, to me, this is just how I read it. I agree with everything you said, but it's almost like, let's work it into the storyline. I don't think anybody wants to work. I'm a
0: racist into any storyline. don't? <laughs>
1: don't.
0: For sure not. I mean, I, I just, again, we all grew up with all of this, like, pain and hurting and, you know, like, there were slave quarters on all of, you know, like, I know that, like, bridal magazines are no longer showing shoots at plantations because of the slave quarters and things like that. And, like, it just, it has an eerie feeling around it. You can feel the, like, energy from hundreds of years ago and you you just, it's, it's there, you know? And I don't think anyone would, is... No one that I know has ever is a racist person and it thinks that they should not be allowed in town or have equal rights or anything like that. And I know Catherine doesn't believe that either. And um I just I I don't think that she hurt anyone.
1: Listen, if you're saying that about Catherine, that must (laughs) mean something. Because like you said, you don't go to that for her often. No. As as the season goes on towards the end, you have to come back.
0: Okay, get, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really—I don't
1: know if you had a good time. It's so. Listen, it's interesting to talk no. about it from someone it
0: is to talk about it. Like I said, my boyfriend has zero interest, so I don't really get to talk about this to anyone. In like He's the mortified end, mortified if anyone comes up and is like, "Oh, hi, I love this show." He's like, "Why would anyone watch that?" And like,
1: "Right." He's like, "Wait, we just <laughs> saw Goldie Hawn. Why does someone want your picture?" Exactly. <laughs> He's like, Goldie Hawn, yes. He's like, yes. who are you and what's going on here? <laughs> exactly. No, so like towards the end, you'll you'll come back on and we'll do a recap.
0: Definitely, I'd love to.
1: Where can everyone find you in case they need an apartment, they need a rental, a purchase? Yeah, I mean,
0: actually, just go to my Instagram um, and all the links are there. Do you need an apartment, a house, You want? we do vacation rentals as well. If you want to sell a house, if you want any sort of <laughs> info on your house, market updates, all of it, I love it.
1: And where are you on Instagram?
0: Um, it's A Landon Clements. The A is for Ansley. It's my first name. So I had That's that easy. before I was on the show. So, but yeah. That's
1: easy. All right. You'll keep in touch. Sorry I kept you. Don't work too hard.
0: Okay. Off to uh, showing appointments.
1: <laughs> I get it. All right. Yeah. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.